Jesus answered Judas, not Iscariot, those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. Our gospel reading today is from part of John's gospel that biblical scholars like to call the farewell discourse. Or in other words, this is Jesus saying goodbye to his disciples. It's a long goodbye spanning three of John's 21 chapters. You might understand goodbyes like this the kind of goodbye you have with a very close friend or a family member. When it's time to leave, you start by saying goodbye in the living room, and then you're saying goodbye in the kitchen, and then by the door, and then finally you're outside by your car still saying goodbye. This is such a long goodbye between Jesus and the disciples that the lectionary divides it into several parts. We don't read it all in one worship service. But the length of this goodbye reveals how difficult goodbyes can be. We all know it's really hard to say goodbye sometimes. Like if you've been in a long-distance relationship, Burton and I spent a year where I was in Montana and he was in Connecticut, those were some tough goodbyes. If you've had to say goodbye to a sick loved one, not knowing if they would be there for the next birthday or the next Christmas. When you live far from family and only get to see one another once or twice a year or every couple of years. It's especially hard for Jesus to say goodbye to the disciples. After everything they've been through together, the meals they've shared, the traveling, ministering to their neighbors. And Jesus is trying to prepare them for their next chapter when they will be the leaders in this ministry. Now we're reading this text in the joyful season of Easter, knowing that Jesus has died and is risen. But in the context of our gospel, Jesus' death and resurrection hasn't happened yet. Jesus is to trying to prepare the disciples for his death 
his rising, and what comes after that, which is a lot to pack in to a goodbye. This long goodbye, or at least parts of it, is often read at funerals and memorial services. The time when we are most aware of how difficult it can be to say goodbye. What makes this such a fitting passage for when we gather to mourn a loved one is that this goodbye is filled with an incredible amount of hope. There's so much love and compassion in Jesus' words. It's a goodbye that reminds us that goodbyes are not final. It's a goodbye that reminds us that we always hold on to a part of our loved ones, taking them with us wherever we go. Reminding us that we are who we are because of the people who have loved us. In book club on Thursday, since this month we've been reading and discussing the art of gathering, we were just talking about what makes a funeral a great funeral, which sounds so strange to say, but sometimes a funeral is such a perfect reflection of the person you are mourning that you can't help but smile. You think about the way that person loved to dance at wedding receptions before anyone else was out on the dance floor. Or the rocking horse they crafted for you that is still a family heirloom. Or how they never forgot to mail you a card on your birthday, no matter how old you got. And then you realize that this person who will, you will miss so much will still be with you in a hundred little ways. You can't forget them because they've changed you. Jesus knows that the disciples will face uncertainty and many trials, that that there are tough times ahead. They'll need to work together to continue the ministry. They'll need to grow in numbers and to spread the good news while people question their community and persecute them. They are risking their lives for this mission. And yet, while everything is about to change, Jesus wants to tell them that there is one thing that will never change. They are never alone. He is with them always, Even when he can't be with them in the ways that they are used to, Jesus will send the Holy Spirit, the living spirit of the triune God, to dwell in them. In our translation, we read the word advocate. And in the common English Bible, the same word is translated as comforter. Both of these words give us a deeper understanding of what the Holy Spirit does. An advocate, that's someone who stands up for you and defends you and helps you, protects you and gives you support and encouragement. It's the opposite of an adversary. The advocate works with you on your team. The comforter, That's a friend, right? 
I hear that word and I am filled with the image of a friend's shoulder ready for me to lay my head on or someone who loves to hug. I also hear the word comforter and I think of a big, cozy, fluffy blanket on a cold day, not a day like today, (laughs) where you can wrap yourself up and feel safe and at peace. The root of the word comforter is connected to companion and community. The spirit draws people together. It gives people a common mission. With the Holy Spirit, Jesus also gives the disciples the promise of peace. Peace despite the political circumstances. Peace in the midst of their challenges and fears. Peace in the midst of violence and persecution. The disciples and Jesus are saying goodbye to a relationship that they're used to, a life that they're familiar with, but it's not the end. In fact, in saying goodbye, the disciples are going to experience Jesus in a whole new way, not as one who walks alongside them, but as one who dwells within them. And in saying goodbye, in returning to the Father, Jesus becomes available to all people. Not just a few, not just the people he can meet in a single human lifetime, even with lots of travel. Jesus becomes available to all people all over the world throughout time, like us. That same spirit, the advocate, the comforter, is the same spirit that dwells within us today. We are never alone. God's presence is with us always. We have an advocate who stands up for us, who encourages us, who strengthens us. We have a comforter who stands ready for us whenever we call in prayer or are in any need. We carry a peace that doesn't make a whole lot of sense according to the world, but comes from this deep sense of trust and love, knowing that God is at work and there is always hope. We are the people we are because of who has loved us. And we are loved by God. And knowing that we are loved, love changes us. That leaves a mark. We carry that with us. We are advocates and comforters and peacemakers. Think about how much of this we see in our ministry, standing up for people who are left out or forgotten, whether it's feeding our neighbors through our garden or meals at John Street Soup Kitchen or hosting at the IHN Family Shelter or the men's ministry doing their great work. We are comforters. Our Stephen ministers actually train for months so that they can provide comfort to those going through a tough time or a big transition. We have prayer groups and prayer chains. We are peacemakers. Every Sunday, praying for peace, sharing the peace with one another, demonstrating that we can love one another even when we disagree sometimes, 
because boy, does our world need more examples of that. Two Sundays from now, we'll celebrate Pentecost. The sanctuary will be decked out in red. We're hoping to receive some new members that day. It'll be a joyous occasion, a big celebration. I'm already looking forward to it. But I also like remembering that the Holy Spirit doesn't always come in such big, dramatic ways with tongues of fire and huge spectacle. We experience the Holy Spirit every day in a hundred little ways, in the small ways that we are reminded that God is with us. It's the promise of Jesus, our Savior, who loves us so much that he dwells among us, and so much that God dwells within us, a helper, a friend, a constant companion, so that we can trust that we are never alone and that we carry God with us wherever we go. Amen.